Every once in a while, the Jets have a bit of a throwback game, and maybe not a throwback in the way that you're hoping. Winnipeg kind of threw it back against the LA Kings, maybe had one of their worst games of the season, and yet, despite getting pummeled by the Kings, somehow they came out with a 6-4 victory. Obviously, Hellebuck played a huge role, but there were some other interesting performances of note, and we'll talk about what exactly transpired on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fans, and welcome to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Now, like I said, Winnipeg um, obviously just finished its first game of a back to back tour of the Pacific Division. They'll play uh, Vegas this coming Sunday, but. Between them, they've got the Kings and the Yotes. Now, I said on uh, the previous episode that I thought um, L.A. and Arizona should be uh, doable wins for the Jets. And apparently I'm going to have to revise that slightly because Winnipeg against L.A. really was not particularly good. Um, In fact, saying they weren't good is one of the biggest understatements of the century. The Jets just kind of got skated around in circles by the Kings, which was uh, not ideal. Winnipeg really struggled to create offense, struggled to facilitate zone exits, um, could not get many zone entries up the ice. Every time they tried to pass the puck, they turned it over. The defense made lots of errors. The forwards really struggled. Honestly, for like the first period, I think the Jets recorded... Um, one shot through like 14 or 15 minutes. Uh, now, hilariously, despite conceding like um, five or six shots, that one shot happened to be a, a Shifley breakaway goal that was thanks to a bit of an off pass from uh, one of the King skaters. And somehow uh, Shifley ended up finding the puck, skated up the ice and scored because that's how the Jets are sometimes. Uh, obviously, though, this is not a particularly sustainable way to win a game. And not long after that, you know, the Jets started taking like three or four penalties. L.A. uh, scored on one of those power plays, and then they scored again a few seconds later. Um, Just a lot of really silly stuff from Winnipeg. And I think the biggest thing that you noticed, uh, which is kind of a recurring theme for this team, is that speed kills them. It doesn't even have to be like super highly skilled speed. It's just like any team that can put a really quick forecheck in against the Jets skaters and puck carriers immediately gives Winnipeg problems. Um, It's like they struggle to to move the puck through space. They don't know how to deal with the aggressive press. 
and Winnipeg ends up really struggling to get up the ice and keeps turning the puck over, which, you know, is kind of why I've been an advocate of making the defense a little more mobile because, you know, the current defense at times can get it, you know, uh, get the job done. Like Dylan Schmidt sometimes has really good games. Um, Stanley DeMello and Sandberg DeMello have had solid games. Morrissey Pionk, um, <laughs> they just kind of do whatever it is those guys do. But in this game, no one was good. Sandberg made his return and promptly looked very rusty, which is not super shocking. He's missed a couple of games uh, due to injury, and you could kind of tell, but it wasn't like he was the only one who was really struggling. Even DeMello was coughing the puck up. Uh, Dylan had an atrocious night. Just a really bad evening for the defense and the forwards. Um, and it wasn't like it really changed for most of the game. Winnipeg generally got outskated for much of the evening. There was only like um, like a five or ten minute stretch around the midpoint of the game where LA had at that point amassed like a 3-2 or, or something lead. And, you know, the Jets were, were kind of trying to come back but couldn't really generate much offensively couple of chances and shots that they had on quick weren't super dangerous but you know thanks to quick struggling on some silly shots you know Winnipeg had a fighting chance and Hellebuck uh was right there kind of keeping a minute so um the Jets ended up winning because Hellebuck is freaking amazing he saved so many surefire goals uh this evening I don't even know what the expected goals charts look like all I can say it was very heavily tilted in favor of uh, of L.A. And it wasn't like they were just soft shots either. The Kings were looking for rebounds. They were firing them into traffic. The puck was bouncing everywhere in the slot. Winnipeg was throwing like three or four skaters in front of Hellebuck to try and block the shot out of desperation. You just saw the Jets trying to do everything literally just to not lose. Um, it wasn't even like Winnipeg was offensively ambitious for most of the game. The Jets were just trying to hang on, uh, but thankfully, you know, they had some great individual plays. They had a, a shorthanded goal from Gustafson and Lowry, which you wouldn't really expect. Um, David Gustafson, like I've said, you know, in previous episodes, has really been standing out as uh, one of the better bottom six players and somebody that I think long term should potentially get a look down the middle, maybe in Winnipeg's top nine, as high as the second line, but uh I don't know if Winnipeg will ever see him that way, but I think he's a really fantastic player, and I kind of want to talk about him later in the episode because I think he's got some interesting traits and tool sets that could one day translate into a bigger role for this team. But for this game, um, the Jets are mostly just really fortunate that Jonathan Quick was not particularly good. Uh, the Jets, I think, had 19 shots on goal or something like that and scored six. Uh, one of them, of course, was an empty netter, so it doesn't really count. But <clears throat> obviously five goals on less than 20 shots is not particularly great if you're quick. Uh, some of the chances were kind of greasy, so <clears throat> just not what the Kings will, will want to see, especially after pelting Hellebuck with like 43, 42 shots uh, and, and a lot of them being really dangerous. So Jets lucky to get away with two points. Uh, obviously tomorrow is a supposedly easier team, but after what the Jets did against the Kings, uh, <laughs> I am not going to say a word about it and just kind of let what happens, happens. Now, before the Jets kind of face off against uh, Arizona, I do think that there are some things worth discussing. Um, 
and maybe some potential suggestions for how to avoid uh, Winnipeg really struggling against fast, speedy teams again. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your NFL and NCAA football betting needs this season. They've also got you covered for the start of the basketball season uh, with uh, player updates, uh, league developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth analysis, and everything in between on every single game. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information, including live betting, up-to-the-minute scores, and just about anything you need to make the most informed bets possible. They've also got other sports, including MLB baseball, uh, MMA and boxing, golf, when the Triple Crown rolls around towards the springtime it is. Uh, they've got horse racing stuff. They've even got like Premier League and Bundesliga football, soccer, uh, overseas, whatever it is that you're into, they've got you covered. And they've also got Vegas casino games for those of you who might be looking for a little bit more of a change of pace. Getting started really couldn't be easier. Just go to register for a free account at betonline.net on your laptop or mobile device because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Before we move into talking more about the Kings versus the Jets and what the Jets might look to do to prepare for uh, today's game against the Arizona Coyotes, I do want to shout out our other fantastic podcast that you should make your second listen of the day. This podcast is called Locked On Sports Today. It gives you the games that matter uh, and features some of the biggest stories in sports. You'll go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and analysis that only Locked On can provide. It's free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, same as Locked On Winnipeg Jets. So be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to Locked On Sports Today right now. Circling back to Winnipeg, uh, obviously the Jets, um, <laughs> like I said, game against the Kings, not so good. Uh, following a really great game against the Blues with this effort against the Kings, bit of uh, bit of the highs and lows of a Jets season all in one. Like I said, this game was kind of a, a bit of a throwback to Winnipeg's lesser efforts under the previous coaching regime. Uh, I, I just I don't even know what to say about it. It was it was really bad. Um, and sometimes you just have to kind of squeeze out two points however you can. And I think the Jets very much did that. But I did want to shout out some individual performances that I thought were pretty darn good. I thought, for one thing, Shifley, again, had another strong night. I thought he's looked really refreshed this season. And despite the on-ice metrics maybe not looking amazing, I think part of it is because, well, for one thing, he's still not defensively resolute, but I think he's doing more defensively um, and trying to force more turnovers and stuff. So as long as he's making the effort, that's all I really ask, and I think he's been doing that. Uh, very, very much so this year. He's been creating tons of offensive opportunities, facilitating zone entries, doing all of the stuff that you really want your center to do. The problem right now with the first line is Ehlers, and uh, rather the lack of Ehlers. Nick's presence is sorely missed with this team. Would it have changed the outcome of this game significantly? Uh, hard to say, in my opinion, just because um, Ehlers is one player, but I think he would have made the first line a lot more uh, effective. But all that said, uh, you can definitely tell that the Jets struggle with transition. Ehlers is one of the few guys that can do it really quickly. Um, and he's such a creative force on the puck. So you can definitely tell that without him, it's been rough. And the replacement of Appleton, you know, Mason's trying his best, but you can kind of tell he's fighting to keep up. So uh, for me, I've been advocating 
uh, for a couple of line switches. And I think after seeing what happened with the top six this evening against the Kings, I think it would very much need to happen sooner rather than later, especially before um, <clears throat> they roll up to Vegas on Sunday. Uh, the, the Jets really should be swapping Connor and Perfetti and moving Appleton and Gagne around. I think if you put Appleton, <coughs> excuse me, I think if you move Appleton more into a depth role, which is more suited to his skill sets, I think he'll kind of settle down and look more kind of like what you expect him to. Uh, Gagne, I think, has shown enough to potentially be as much of a stand-in for Ehlers as you can. He, he's not going to do all that crazy uh, zone transition stuff. And like I said, his skill set is more on the scoring side. But, you know, if you have Perfetti up there with Shifley and him, I think that's a more workable trio than what we've got because the second line against the Kings really struggled with speed. Uh, having Perfetti and Wheeler together just really wasn't working. Dubois had a solid game, but, you know, his wingers, uh, they're not exactly the, the fastest skaters. And so whenever the puck ended up on, on Wheeler's stick, unfortunately, the play kind of died. And I just feel like, uh, this would be a potential opportunity to put Connor there instead. Connor's a more natural shooter. Blake might not have to have the onus on him to take the shot, and Connor can kind of be a little bit more of a natural trigger man. So I think if you have, until Ehlers returns uh, sometime next week, if you roll with Perfetti, Shifley, and Gagne, uh, and, and uh, Connor, Dubois, and Wheeler, it's not going to be ideal. Uh, but I think it's better than what the Jets are doing right now. In terms of like the bottom six, I don't really know if there's all that many fixes I would make. Um, the only thing I would really do is promote Gustafson. I think Gustafson has had a fabulous start to the season, and he had an assist on the game-winning goal, and then, of course, uh, an assist on the uh, shorthanded goal, which was pretty awesome. You can see his forechecking skill is very clear. Uh, he's such a force when he's trying to uh, create turnovers and stuff. And once he's on the puck, he's just super creative. His vision and passing are, are next level. He's just like an awesome player who does everything that a coach wants and is still defensively responsible. Like I said, I think long-term, uh, I would really like to see him one day get a look in the second line center spot, but that is, you know, decently off in the future. And who knows if maybe Perfetti gets that look first um, or what have you. So, Lots of options for the Jets, but I think Gustafson definitely deserves more ice time. Uh, you know, obviously he is a force. And I think if you slide Lowry more into like the fourth line center role, I think it would kind of balance uh, the, the the Jets needs a little bit better. But for now, you know, Winnipeg got away with it. Um, they, they win six to four. And so am I really going to complain about a win? Uh, no, not particularly. You know, maybe the process wasn't ideal, but. Hey, you know what? Two points are two points on the road. Uh, <clears throat> in a little bit, we'll kind of talk about what I think might happen against the Yotes and Vegas. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out one of our other wonderful partners at Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their homes. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I've heard of them before. I've I've heard some really rave reviews. Simply Safe has a very strong reputation because they've got 24/7 professional uh, monitoring agents who always have your back, and they have a whole host of really high tech solutions towards modern home security. They've got an app that lets you view some of your security uh, cams around your house and outside your house, 
with uh, crystal clear HD live footage. They've also got a lot of sensors, including stuff for all emergencies. And the the sensors are even sophisticated enough to alert uh, their monitoring agents as to whether or not it's an actual real emergency, maybe just something that's kind of spooked the sensor outside. They can tell the difference. And if you're, whether you're at home or or away, uh, they can actually call in emergency first responders, whether it's police or maybe firefighters, whatever it is, they, the emergency is, uh, the, their professional monitoring services are always on call and simply safe really is watching out for you and they can help you detect fires, floods, uh, and all these other threats to your home. They have an advanced response technology to visually confirm when the break-ins are real. And like I said, uh, Simply Safe really is constantly watching you and, and making sure that your home is okay. And so if you're ready to get started with one of the best security services out there, uh, you can customize a perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. You can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are uh, quickly wrapping up some final thoughts on Winnipeg's uh, Pacific Tour. We've talked about uh, Winnipeg's upcoming slate of games previously, but after the Kings game, maybe some altered expectations. Uh, The Jets got outplayed by L.A. I don't think that's going to happen against the Yotes. I think the Jets will actually show up, um, and I'm expecting the Jets to kind of come out with hopefully a comfortable win. Arizona has really struggled to create much of anything, and they really can't defend all that well. They're still down Jakob Chikrin as well. So uh, <clears throat> even though they are fortunate to steal two points against the Kings, if they don't beat the Yotes comfortably, I think that's not a great sign. I know it's a back-to-back, but for me it's still early in the season, and the Jets just need to show a better effort. Uh, the game against L.A. was a little worrying. I mean, it's not super surprising. I mean, the Kings are fast. They're aggressive. But these are teams that you really have to take care of business against. And even though the Jets technically did that, uh, I think Winnipeg is not going to be super happy with how they arrived at the point. So, um, you know, go into the game against the Oats, dominate control of the puck, dominate offensive zone possession, score on the power play, and uh, try to limit uh, penalties against. I think that really hurt the Jets in the game against the Kings and put them on the back foot frequently. Um, Thankfully, it didn't really cost them too, too much, but you know you just don't want to be chasing the game the whole time like Winnipeg was. So that's important because Sunday, you know, they're they're going um, to face the the Knights again, and Vegas is such a fast team, really aggressive. In past seasons, the Jets have actually played Vegas decently well, but the previous you know outing between these two teams, uh, not very good at all. Vegas kind of ran through the Jets early into the game and Winnipeg just really couldn't recover. I'm thinking that's not going to be the case this time, in part because they have Hellebuck in net for, or at least should have Hellebuck in net. Uh, So I'm expecting a different scoreline, but obviously Winnipeg really needs to be on its toes. This is an extremely strong Knights team that plays fast, aggressive, uh, really quick counterattack hockey, and that has been Winnipeg's Achilles heel in seasons past. So, Let's hope the Jets clean up their game from the the L.A. experience. Wasn't great, um, but, you know, every game is a new day, and let's hope that, at least for the Yotes game, 
the Jets cleanly take care of business. Be curious to know your thoughts on this outing against the Kings. What do you think the Jets should improve? What do you think they did well? Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter and in the YouTube comments below. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. It features the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and our famous take of the day. It's available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!